Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. As we know, it's a massive night at Menangle on Saturday night. Tab have got markets up on all these races, all ten of them. These used to be called the Cordina Sprints, didn't they, many years ago? But there were a couple of different sponsors this year. One of them is the Sweeps Sprint where the favourite there is Spirit of St Louis, number seven at $2.20. And in the next race, $1.35 about King of Swing. Chris Barsby, good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Which one will they go quicker time in the Sweps one or the, the Allied Express Sprint Race 5? Ooh, it's a good question. Mm. Um... Will King of Swing find the top very easily, uh, fairly easily, Chris, or not? Oh, I think he will. Um, there'll be a few that'll want to you know, try and get handy as quickly as possible. But I think ultimately he's going to find his way to the top. So it sort of plays out perfectly for him there with that uh, with that barrier draw. Um, the other heat's probably a little bit more open. So that being said, they might be more inclined to show a little bit more urgency. So therefore that might generate a bit more tempo. Uh, so maybe maybe that first heat might be the, the quicker of the two. Chris, this spirit of St. Louis, I mean, this time last year, or Lewis, we weren't really just talking about him a lot, but he's just so genuine, consistent and talented, isn't he, that particular horse? He's a, he's a bit like that horse of Kerry Parker's in the gallops that was sort of always, you know, uh, we'd underestimate and would always be thereabouts, and now we realise the horse is a genuine star. Um, think it over, I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he came across from New Zealand a, a very well-credentialed pacer. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he had some good victories in New Zealand. He raced against some outstanding opposition over there. Probably just took a little while to get acclimatised. And the first real taste of Spirit of St. Louis came during our carnival last year. So we're talking about June, July last year. So he's almost been here 12 months now. But uh, there's no doubt he's he's fully acclimatised. He's thriving on the racing that we have here in Australia. But Amanda Rando pointed out a good stat. He's yet to win at Menangle, and he's the favourite for that heat tomorrow. So uh, that's just something to keep in the mm. back of your mind. But he's going better than ever, and he's a genuine threat to win that race tomorrow night. And if he wins, obviously, that's going to force his way into the Miracle Miles. So, mm. yeah, he's a, he's a good horse. There's no doubt about it. But I think, you know, people have just probably undersold him, primarily because he lives in the shadow of his biggest stable mate, King of Swing. Mm. Yeah, well, he's two twenty in that market. Four dollars expensive ego, and of course the other one there in contention is Triple Eight at five dollars. That's the Sweeps one race for our first guest is with us. That's Paul Fitzpatrick. He's an absolute living legend, Paul Fitzpatrick, and he's set to play a big hand at this meeting on Saturday night, Steve, because he's got a number of runners contesting both of those sprint heats. He's got a runner in the Ladyship Mile as well, and he's got a key three-year-old stepping out, and he joins us now. Paul, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Uh, let's talk about these sprint races. Firstly, the swept sprint. Zeus Bromac is your horse here. He, unfortunately, he's got a bad draw. He's drawn out towards the car park there in, in gate 11. Uh, but you can't knock his form right now. Is this the best he's going since you've had him? Uh, no, I think he's, he's pretty genuine. Like He's been going good for quite a while. and um, But he, he, he is going very good. And uh, But he does hold his form very consistently, Chris, really. He's just um, very, very lightly raced for no reason other than um, we've just been sort of looking after him and uh, giving him a little bit of time because he's only a little fellow, you know, he's only about 14, 3, you know. And um, so we've just been giving him uh, a little bit of time. But no, I think he's probably going as good as, he can, as he's ever gone, but he, I think he's held that for a while. 
Okay. Well, this is only going to be start number 31 for him on Saturday night. He's got eight wins, 17 minors. So, as you said, he's very, very consistent. Last time out, he was beaten behind the stable and made JOK. How did you assess that performance? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I thought they both went um, very, very good. Uh, we're happy with them both. Happy with the, the race and everything, you know. And, um, it was just a lovely hit out for Saturday night. Um, but over the longer distance, uh, which which really doesn't matter to either horse. But, um, no, I think the sectionals were very good. And uh, I know the track was fast on the night, but the, the sectionals were good and they both hit the line very good and pulled up outstanding. Okay. Talking about this race on Saturday night, uh, are, you, are you more pleased that you don't have to go up against King of Swing or are you a little annoyed that you've got that bad draw on Saturday night with uh, Zeus Bromac? Yeah, the second one, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the opposition really, in a sense, doesn't worry him uh, dramatically. Of course, you know, you've got to meet him somewhere and, and we're, we're confident he can deal hold his own with him. But uh, the draw does make a big difference. Um very, very difficult at an angle when you're back in the field and uh, they're getting home so fast, it's terribly hard to make ground of them. Yeah. Does this heat look like they're going to go a little quicker than the other heat with King of Swing in it? No, I probably thought the other way, Chris. I thought there might be um, yeah, okay. a bit of contention for the lead in uh, King of Swing's race. Um, there are a couple of fast beginners in that race, real fast. Uh, I thought there might be a bit of contention there, but um, look, in these sprint races, everybody likes to be in the first four or five. So I, I think there'll be speed on in, in both heats. But um, as far as Zeus is concerned, I hope there is a lot of speed because he's a very, very strong little horse. And he, he follows speed so well. Um, I think he's, um, if the speed's on and that, he'll, he'll, he'll go nice. If Gavin Fitzpatrick, your son and driver, gets that right horse to follow, he could be lethal here because if they do go hard and, you know, there's tiring horses in the home straight, Zeus has got that lethal turn of foot. He has. He has. That's why I say he's, he's only little, but he's terribly strong and uh, he follows pace so well. He can peel off pace really good. And, I mean, he's a great leader too, but he, he's, I think he's probably a little bit better than behind. Okay, well, that's Zeus Bromac who contests that first sprint there. That's the swept sprint, the Allied Express sprint, JOK. Many would say that this is probably the most improved horse going around in Australia right now, but he's been work in progress for some time. The ability's always been there, but it's just been a maturity thing I'm tipping. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, once again, we gave him time. He uh, he, he got a sort of, sort of an injury as a two-year-old. He, um, he led at Menango and galloped and pulled up lame behind, and they, they never ever found anything wrong with him, but he had to um, have about four, four or five months off. And it really, I think it was a blessing. It just gave him the time. He's matured so much from a two-year-old to what he is now. He's quite a big horse now. And, um, yeah, we, we couldn't be happy with him. He's just got better and better each year. Well, that last start victory was so good, downing Zeus Bromac, but... The, the, the key thing with J.O.K., he's so versatile. He can lead, he can do some work, and he's very good coming off cover. Ha, have you got a sort of preferred sort of way that you want to race J.O.K.? Uh, no, I, it's true. He can do what you said, but I, I actually prefer his, his high speed. I think off the speed, he's, um, he, is, he is quite fast, you know, and uh, if he gets a nice track somewhere and they're running quick, he, he, he hits the line very, very good, and uh, he is high speed. Okay. Now you mentioned the speed in this race, uh, especially early. The Black Prince, King of Swing, Cruz, Bromac, Max Delight—they're all likely to go hard, looking for the lead. So, 
possibly it won't be easy for King of Swing into that first quarter? I don't think so, no. I, I think you just mentioned there that uh, Cruz, Bramac and Matt's Light, they're very, very fast off the gate. And so is, um, uh, I think, the horse drawn the 12. Bastille, oh, Bonsell um, Benjamin, yeah. Bonsell Benjamin, he's very fast off. And I, I think it, um, it's sort of one of those races where if, if King of Swing finds the front early, well, it's pretty... Um, he can dictate, and he's very, very hard to beat. He's like that. He's a great person. He's very hard to beat if he finds the front. So I, I think the pressure might be on early. And, okay. um, yeah. All right. Well, they're going to be keenly contested heat. So top two finish guarantees you a spot in the Miracle Mile. Yes, that's right. Yep, yep. All right. So the pressure's on. Yes, it is. Yep, yeah. <laughs> well, the yep. pressure's on Gavin now. You've done your part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're over in the detention bar now, so I'm finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, we wish you the very best of luck with them. Is there a possibility that we could see them Queensland bound during the uh, the, the winter? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. They're both okay. they're both at that age now. They're both five, and they're both um, in that stage where we've probably um, just picked and choose their races and looked after them for, for different reasons. Zeus because he was small, and we just thought we'd look after him. You know, he contested the New South Wales Derby, and, and I thought he'd been outstanding in that race behind two great horses. And um, so now is the year that they'll uh, they'll be looking for the, the better races, and um, and Jericho's sort of a bit different. We just let him mature because of um, you know he was a bit um, oh, just just hadn't adapted to the racing and he always showed high speed, but he's just got to that stage now. He's grown and matured and and he's strong and uh, so we're very happy with both of them. And I think they'll both be travelling this year. Okay, you were keen to bring Zeus Bromac last year, but he just picked up that little bit of a uh, uh, an issue just towards uh, well as we got closer to the carnival, which ruled him out. But you were keen to come last year, weren't? You? Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always on the agenda to come. You know, um, we usually sort of map out a bit of an agenda with um, his owner in it, and uh, that was on the agenda. But anyway, it didn't work. So hopefully this year it will. All right. Let's talk about the ladyship model, the Queen Elizabeth Mile, as it's known this year. Wainui Creek representing your stable, and uh, you've got a, a nice draw here in gate two. The favourite, odds-on favourite, drawn to your immediate inside in stylish Memphis. Can she be beaten, Paul? Oh, I don't know, Chris. I think she's pretty good. She's yeah. um, she she has got sensational speed when she's driven that way. Uh, I've never seen a draw that good, really. Uh, so I don't know exactly how a gate speed is. But um, if it's anything like a finishing sprint, she'll lead easy. But uh, I, I think she's very good there and she's very fast. So um, we'd like to stay as close to her as, as we can. And uh, if we can stay close to her, we'll be in the finish. So with this barrier draw, is it a simple case that you just drop straight behind her at the start and follow her as much as you can? Oh, she could lead if we want to. Um, Okay. Our mayor. But um, I think Gavin will just make that decision at the start. If he thinks um, um, Jack's mayor is going to lead, I think he'll drop on the back. But if not, mm. you know, if he doesn't think she'll come out, he'll go forward. and Because you, know, you can't be too far back once again in you know, a race like that. It's a very, very strong race and mm. a very good race, very even race. And uh, so um, I think you've got to be up close somewhere, hopefully again okay. in the first four or five. She, she's now had the three runs for the stable and all of the runs have been good, but that last start second was probably her best effort. So you look like you've got a peaking at precisely the right time. Yeah, I hope so. You know, She's always got the, 
she's in that position now that we would like to drive her coals if we could, but she keeps drawing those awkward draws. So they're good draws, don't get me wrong, but we've got to use her, her high gate speed. And um, we're pretty keen to drive it without that. So um, I think he's going to get the opportunity Saturday night. He might drive the other way. But, um, yeah, yeah, she's a lovely big mare, big, strong mare. And, um, you know, not, not a typical better. She's big and strong. And uh, but, but, yeah, she has. She's peaked just nice. Okay, well, that's uh, Wanui Creek. And in the derby, the final derby heat on Saturday night, the last race, race 10, Major Perry comes across from Barry Purden. You've got a, uh, a good rapport with Barry at the moment. He's sending over plenty in your care and you're doing the job with them. What are the expectations with Major Perry here on Saturday night? Yeah, well, he's, only, he's, he's been here just over a week. Um, uh, yeah, Barry said he, he won the other uh, start or two ago at, at Alexander Park and led. And he won quite easy, <clears throat> but Barry seems to think he's a better horse with a sit. So drawing eight, there's every chance he's going to get a nice sit. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty nice horse. I mean, obviously Barry wouldn't send him if he wasn't a nice horse. And um, so he thinks he'll, he'll credit himself very well. It's hard to line up the form here because they're coming from far and wide, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. Oh, it'll be strong, Chris. They always are. The um, the Derby eats. They're always strong, and uh, and he's a beautiful looking horse. He's an art major out of that good mare, Katie Perry, and he's a beautiful okay. looking horse. And um, if he runs like he looks, he'll go well. All right, but whatever he does this weekend, there's still a little bit more improvement for the final. I would say so. He raced just before he came, so it'll be he raced since he raced. Uh, so I, I would think, yeah, you know, having a look at Menangle, his first look at Menangle, and that it's always nice to. Um, to have that look and then, just, you know, the second run, though, I think they adapt a little bit better. Okay. Now, possibly uh, you're building a nice Queensland team because hopefully Wanui Creek and Major Perry could make their way north as well later in the year. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, they, they could, you know. Well, there's races. I mean, it's a great carnival. There's races there for nearly everyone. And um, mm. if, if, you know, you've just got to be pretty smart, that's all. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's a, a great time of year to go to Queensland in the winter. But if, if we're um, if our horses are going well enough, we'll be there. All right, excellent stuff. Really appreciate the time this morning, Paul. Good luck across the weekend. Four excellent chances there. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for being. There's Paul Fitzpatrick, champion trainer from Sydney, joining us. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a strong team that he possesses. He just needs that little bit of luck, and hopefully if it comes his way, he's going to be featuring strongly. So we look forward to those uh, those races on Saturday night. We're going to head west now, Steve. Our man Matty Young's online, and he's about to chat with us. As we know, Chicago Bull steps out. Just checking, there's still no driver listed here for Bully on tomorrow night. So um, Madison Brown had the drive last week, uh, ran second behind Bell Catherine, the stable mate, but no driver listed at this stage. Maddie might be able to update us. Maddie, good morning. Good morning to you, boys. Uh, any word on who's likely to drive Chicago Bull tomorrow night? Uh, we should find out this afternoon. Gary Hall Jr. has appealed his suspension, and uh, he, he received two lots of suspension and nine days causing crossing, which he uh, pled guilty to, and there was a 12-day suspension on top of it as well for uh, slowing the pace, causing interference. So uh, he's fighting that charge. It was going to be served concurrently anyway, so he would have been back by uh, Tuesday, but he is pushing for a drive, and that is why we see uh, a lot of horses on Friday night with no driver listed, including... 
uh, Valedictorian in the Group 1 and also uh, Tricky Mickey in a Group 2, JL in a Group 2 and uh, Chicago Bull as well. So, yeah, I didn't actually know they could do that, but uh, there you have it. Junior will find out today whether he'll be driving or they'll be uh, Justin Prentices and Madison Browns. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to be very interesting. We'll stand by for that news to come through. It's a great card there, highlighted by those Group 1 APG Colts and Gildings and Phillies finals. What's the standout for you tomorrow night? Uh, standout for me, I, I like the couple tomorrow. Uh, race 2, number 2, Leo Sabi. He was first up last week and hit the line pretty well in a pretty slick race. So I think uh, he's suited to this grade. He's never really had a draw where he could lead here in the West, and I think he, he's got that draw now. Strips fitter, I think, uh, with Nathan Turvey and Jocelyn Young, they'll be pretty aggressive to try and hold the top. And then from there, it looks very hard to beat. So race two, number two, Leo Sabi. And a little bit later on in the program, I actually like Patronus Star uh, in race number seven, number one. He has led on, I think it's 10 occasions and won nine times. So uh, that's a pretty good record. His form throughout the uh, Pacing Cup, Fremantle Cup series was pretty strong. His run in the Fremantle Cup was so good, he nearly won the race. And his run in the Pacing Cup was decent enough. 2,500 metres, he's pretty good at the longer trip. And I think they'll try and lead with him tomorrow night. So I thought he could win that race, race seven, number one. But uh, the best of the best, I think, is race two, number two, Leo Sabi. Okay, the mayor's race there tomorrow night's also very good. Belle Catherine unfortunately comes out. Savvy Bromack's a horse that I want to find out more about because they were considering sending her across for the Ladyship Mile in Sydney there on Saturday night and basically it was just transportation issues that stopped her going. How would she have measured up in that race on Saturday night in Sydney? Yeah, look, I thought she would have measured up pretty well. Uh, you were talking there to uh, about Wainui Creek and when you really have a look at uh, Wanui Creek's form over here in the West, I don't think it was at the same level as what uh, Savvy Bromack has been able to run over here. So, I mean, that's sort of the only thing that you can really look at in that regards. But the horses like Stylish Memphis and also Spellbound, that's just to name a few. Like, it's a really good feel, but she's, uh, she's pretty versatile. But her main attribute is her speed. She's just got... Such quick quarters in her. So I think uh, in a race like that on a spacious track, if she settled close enough to them, I think uh, she would be able to make her presence felt. So Nathan Turvey, he's a uh, pretty measured sort of person. And uh, if he didn't think she could measure up, I don't think he would have uh, even thought about the trip. But, yeah, transportation issues have ruined that. So, Which is very disappointing, but we should see her step out tomorrow night and be able to get the win. Belle Catherine, as you mentioned, the scratching, which is really sad. And looks like she's uh, sustained a career-ending injury. So uh, one week after beating Chicago Bull, she's beaten Magnificent Storm before. We know how good she is uh, in one of Mayor's Classic as well. That's really sad news about Belle Catherine. Hopefully they get more positive news coming from the scans and the vets in the coming days. Yeah, absolutely. Amir by American Ideal. That's won 12 from 33 and almost $300,000 in stakes. Just with Savvy Bromack for that race tomorrow night, how how short will she start now that uh, Belle Catherine's out? Uh, look, she'll probably be around about the thirty mark, maybe a little bit shorter. Uh, she's. It'll be interesting to see what happens tactically. She's our hopes, got a barrier draw, and they might try and roll the dice and try and lead in the race. Angel and White's reasonably tough, but I don't think Chris Lewis will worry too much. He'll just uh, sit her up and 
uh, she'll move into it at some stage and I think she'll be able to win. The one that's going really good in that race is my prayer that I'd be having in for your exactors. That was a really good run off a break last start. So I think uh, Savvy Bromacker will be around about the dollar thirty, maybe a little bit shorter. I'm uh, just uh, thinking that she's probably one for you, no- uh, one for your multis and novelties because uh, she's going around very short. All right. And just with these Group 1 features, the APG two-year-old uh, features, who wins them? Well, the barrier draws have really thrown up not too many winning chances, in my opinion. Uh, the Colts and Geldings race, Bella Victorian, a horse we mentioned last week on this program, uh, he was so impressive in the breeze, 156 and change, and that was from barrier nine. Now he's got barrier one. In trials, he showed good gate speed. He looks to be pretty smart and uh, pretty forward for a two-year-old, uh, maturity-wise. So looks really hard to beat, and I think he'll win the race. Uh, and that is for the Colts and Geldings. And for the Phillies, Tamuka's girl went really well time-wise. And between two thorns looks very good uh, ability-wise to be able to test. I think they those two have it between them. They've got the best draws, barrier one and two, and American Monarchs drawn 10, who should get a lovely suck along. But... Yeah, that one's a little bit more open, but the one and two fight it out. Depends how much damage they do to each other to see whether anything else can come in the race. But if you're looking at uh, adding another horse to your multis with Savvy Bromac, Valedictorian will be one of those in race six, number one. Okay, but we stand by for that news to come through later today, re Gary Hall Jr., to see whether or not he'll be driving at tomorrow night's meeting. So as soon as we hear that, we'll pass it on. Matty, as always, really appreciate the time. Enjoy tomorrow night. Cheers, guys. See ya. There's Matty Young joining us from the West. So his best bet was race two, number two, Leo Sabi. He thinks he'll lead all of the way. Brittany Graham's going to be trackside at Menangle on Saturday night covering this huge meeting. And she's online with us now. Brittany, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? I'm very well. The burning question all week long. Bondi lockdown. Does he deserve a spot? Well, will there be an invitation issued on Saturday night? I think he definitely deserves a spot in the Miracle Mile. And for the sake of the race, I think he's probably one horse that could put it to King of Swing and and make it into maybe getting close down to that magical marker that we've been trying to break since my field marshal won the Miracle Mile quite a few years ago now. We've had two through already. We know that Better Eclipse is a sit sprinter and probably Mac Dan is a little bit in that case as well, although we saw him win the Newcastle Mile out in front. But I think we need a horse in the race that will really put it to King of Swing. And we know that he is so dynamic when he's out in front. We've seen that the last two years in the Miracle Mile. So short answer, yes, he deserves a spot. But I do understand why he hasn't been granted an invitation yet with the fact that there's the six spots that are automatic qualifiers, Newcastle Mile Chariots of Fire and first and second on Saturday night. And then they have to consider the Ladyship Mile winner. And then they just basically need that, uh, I guess, wild card position in their back pocket because anything can happen in racing. And although King of Swing goes around at a very short price on Saturday night, he's not first or second yet. So they need to ensure that if something doesn't go quite to plan for King of Swing, that they have the opportunity to give him a spot that he deserves. Okay, now the other question from last week out of the chariots, that opening split 24-3, you were trackside. Are you a believer? Is it right? Well, I guess there's a few different trains of thought to this one. It was just the semaphore board that was broken. It wasn't the timing system. So there was an electrical fault with the semaphore board and that also uh, affected the on-track 
viewing area for where they had Sky Racing on the big screen. So it wasn't a timing issue with the automatic timing system that they have there at Menangle. It was just the semaphore board. So if it was hand times, maybe you would have a query, but there was no issue with the timing system. And having a chat to a few that were involved in that early burn, Jack Trainer particularly said, you know, we were absolutely humming. And for crew to get crossed... Uh, suggest to me that they were really high-flying. So, yeah, I guess I am a believer. Okay. Now, with the Ladyship Mile here on Saturday night, stylish Memphis, odds-on favourite. Brilliant mare with a brilliant record at the track. If she wins, does she get the uh, the invitation for the Miracle Mile? If she doesn't win, do you see a mare starting? Probably yes. If she wins, no. If another wins, unless they come out and perform unbelievably, exceptionally well and set a, a very, very solid time. The other probably legitimate winning hopes in the race, Fairy Tinkerbell. Well, she's, I guess, untested at this level out of Mayor's company. There's a few others as well. But from what we've seen so far, Stylish Memphis is probably the one genuine Grand Circuit mayor in the race that would uh, race in the Grand Circuit. So... Yeah, it's a tricky one. I think that she, if she'd drawn better last year, she definitely would have finished closer. So she certainly held her own last year, but she does have to get through Saturday night. And despite the fact that I think that she's the one to beat, uh, it's certainly going to be an interesting first few hundred metres because whether or not she has the gate speed, that's probably not really a question because we know that she's a fast horse. But when you drive a horse out of their comfort zone, Sometimes you don't get the best version of them. Uh, so maybe if she does have to be really pushed off the arm, we might see her as dynamic. Okay. Now let's focus on these two sprint heats. Uh, the first heat looks open. I'll put it to you like this. The top two in the market are stable, mate. Spirit of St. Louis and Expensive Ego. Which one do you want to be with on Saturday night? Of those two, Spirit of St. Louis, but I'm actually looking around them both. And I think it's a very open sprint qualifier and it's going to be very match dependent as well I think I know that he's untested in this company like a wildfire but he just has a bit of X factor about him and I love what I've seen from him over the last few weeks and uh, he's got the right team in his corner Emma Stewart Nathan Jack they combined last week with Mac Dan and he's got the, the barrier drawer as well we saw last week in these big races to, to win them you really do probably need to be on the pegs and that's where he's going to be whether or not He's behind the leader, three fence. I don't think we've seen enough gate speed to suggest that he'll be able to lead this race. But with expensive ego under, I guess, a bit of an all-or-nothing cloud, I would expect that he's going to be driven very positively. And, and that may well just suit horses sitting in behind them. And we know that he's got high speed. So uh, I guess in answer to your first question, Spirit of St. Louis over expensive ego. Uh, but probably at their current prices, I'm looking for a little bit more value elsewhere. Okay. Are you with King of Swing and the other heat? I'm with him, but I don't think it will be easy for him, and I don't think I can get involved in the dollar thirty-five with him either. There's just so much gate speed around him, and the nature of these races are that it's pretty simple. You have to run first or second to guarantee your position. So, Team Bontel Benjamin, they have to lay all their cards on the table, despite the fact that he's the Inter Dominion winner. I'm not sure unless he performed exceptionally well and ran third that he would be given a wild card invite into the Miracle Mile over a horse like Bondi Lockdown. So I think he'll rifle off the arm. Cruz Bromac's got exceptional speed if they ask for it. Max Delight. The, the all-or-nothing nature of these sprint qualifiers mean that people can't afford to be unlucky or, or go back and hand the race to King of Swing on a platter. 
they need to put themselves into the race and therefore I think that there'll be fireworks. Okay, and with the New South Wales Oaks, the Group 1 Phillies feature, are you Team Madrid or Team Amore Vita? I think I'm Team Amore Vita, but there's very little separating them. And if you go back and look at the heat performances, Madrid went quicker and she got the better barrier draw. So, yeah, it's a really tough one. And I spoke to Cam Hart this morning and and he described it as a, a flip of the coin decision as well because he sat behind both of them last week in their Oaks heat. Probably... What sticks out in my mind is not so much the heat last week because we know heat racing, we probably can't take a great deal from it. But she got home in 26 flat Amore Vita. It was her first look around Menang, which I think is important for fillies to have a, a good look around or horses in general. And aside from that, that garage gold chalice victory at Melton suggested to me that she's so versatile that I think that she can overcome a variance of circumstances. And what we've seen from her so far, she just keeps getting better and better. So I'm team Amore Vita, but I'm very wary of Madrid. And I'm very wary of the fact that she'll probably be the leader. Uh, and it, there doesn't look to be a lot of pressure horses in this race to really test her. Okay, well, it's an outstanding program Saturday night. Extended coverage coming through on Saturday night for the Sky viewers. Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to getting down there again. So extended coverage with myself and Ryan Phelan. And then in in the past, the Miracle Mile barrier draw has been conducted on Saturday night. That won't be the case this year. There'll be a barrier draw next Monday evening. So if you're looking for that barrier draw on Saturday, it won't be taking place. It'll be on Monday this year. Okay, important to point out there. One final one before I let you go this morning. The announcement came through yesterday from Racing Queensland that they've invited Bondi Lockdown uh, as the first horse to contest the Rising Sun during our Tab Constellations in 2022. Was the timing right? I mean, there's been a bit of conjecture around about it, hasn't there? But I don't think it detracts from the New South Wales Carnival at all, having that invite thrown out. It was fairly obvious that his performance there on Saturday night meant that we want to see him here in Queensland. And with that in mind, you know, people have to plan these things. Who knows if he wasn't invited until after the Miracle Mile Carnival, he might have been straight in the paddock having a really good break. Aaron Dunn's been fairly vocal that he wants to give his horse a good breather. So you need to give him time to plan and plot his path and, and give us every opportunity to make sure that he does come to Queensland. Uh, and off the back of that performance, why wouldn't you invite him to a race that he's eligible for? So I think it probably puts even more interest into the New South Wales Carnival because now everybody's watching him and thinking, well, does he get a Miracle Mile spot? And if he takes place in the Miracle Mile... He races well there. Well, the obvious target is to come back to three- and four-year-old racing in Queensland. So I think it was a good plan by Racing Queensland. And it's also got people talking about our carnival already. So that can't be a bad thing. Yeah, and I think it just underlines that these uh, these carnivals, there's, they're, they're planning months in advance. It's not as if uh, it just happens next week and then you you know, you know throw him out there. You, they, they plan well in advance, and I think this is a clear case of that. Uh, is there a horse that Brittany Graham wants to see in the Rising Sun away from Bondi lockdown? Oh, good question. Um, in terms of this four-year-old crop, I think it's, unbelievable to be honest and I probably had a few queries over the three-year-old crop last year because they really did share around in terms of those feature race victories I don't think there was a a real dominant three-year-old except the back end of the season in acts now when he stayed in his backyard so I'd like to see rock and roll do in Queensland to be honest I think the conditions probably suit him that little bit better 
he seems a horse that he doesn't really love being buckled early on and therefore this mile racing that he's undertaking at the moment means that he basically has to be hustled along early on, which I don't think he's 100% comfortable with. So over the 2,100 metres of the rising sun, he'll have more time to balance up and he seems to just be getting better and better. So in four months' time or so, imagine what sort of horse he could be. So I'd really like to see rock and roll do outside of the obvious ones that we've already discussed. Okay, well, we look forward to the weekend. Uh, plenty of questions are going to be raised and we're going to get some answers. There's no two ways about it. Brittany, we'll see you trackside on Saturday night at Menangle with that extended coverage with Sky Racing Active. Thanks, Chris.